Yo, Parish Orphans of Retrogrades, happy new week. Didn't come to you with a Monday show yesterday because we had a Sunday show, a special presentation of Steph's most controversial chapter lecture, which she's giving to a special group on Ask Your Husband. This one was called Wear What He Likes, Do What He Likes. Go watch that video if you haven't. It was Sunday's video. We don't always do a Sunday video, but man, is it special for the channel to have Steph able to just lift from her class and provide it for public consumption. It's just special content because there's a war out there in the laity. You know this if you're on Twitter. It is for the soul of the family, which means women go back home, be beautiful, be supportive. Men, insist that your women do this and be good. That's how we take back the laity, but, and that, that's really my wheelhouse, all this talk about Pope Francis, Tucho Fernandez, the Holy See, the crackdown on the Latin Mass, fiducia supplicants, the October Synod, I hate doing these shows, I hate doing these shows. More of you guys watch these shows than anything, and it is a part of this channel's ministry, and it has been since I've been out for five years. I love doing that which is medicinal and badly needed for the family. Patriarchy stuff, um, any of the other three pillars of this channel, subsidiarity, right-wing community, organizing, how to homeschool, how to do schooling correct, don't go to college. I love all that. That's my passion. Bagging on Pope number 266 is not. But there's always news. There's just always news. So last week, I was like, I'm not doing any Francis shows. Stick a fork in me. I'm done for Francis shows, at least for the week. And I've missed a bunch of stuff, such that now... There is automatic fiducia supplicants fallout update, and I, I, I just can't skip it permanently. Edward Penton tweeted yesterday regarding, and this is a quote from Pope Francis, regarding criticisms of fiducia supplicants, um, those who vehemently protest belong to small ideological groups. Those who don't like fiducia are part of small ideological groups, to which... Everyone and their grandma replied, holy cow, how do you say something like that, Pope Francis? Like the continent of Africa? Like the continent of Africa. Pope Francis knew he had to carve out some sort of cope, some sort of exceptional explanatory for this huge continent, which has wholesale rejected fiducia supplicants and its... Uh, sexual ethics revolution. So he described the church in Africa, according to Edward Penton, as a, quote, special case. Why is Africa a, quote, special case? 
This is like saying, you know, the majority of people actually hate ice cream. And then your interlocutor goes, I'm pretty sure almost everyone, at least in America, loves ice cream. And he goes, well, it's just fringe groups that like it. And you're like, what are you calling fringe groups? And they're like, well, carve out, um, take an exception for, um, you know, overweight white people. Don't count them, even though they're like the main group that love ice cream, overweight white people. And you're like, okay, well, they're, they're not a fringe group. Yeah, yeah, I, I said that. They're not a fringe group. But if you cut them out, it's only fringe groups that love ice cream. Well, yeah, you can do anything to your demographic categories and then say only fringe groups love something that virtually everyone loves. <laughs> That's what he's done here. Well, they're a special case. That's why I'm not counting them as one of the fringe groups who reject fiducia because pretty much every faithful Catholic, along with every serious-minded Protestant Christian or Eastern Orthodox Christian, is like, what are you doing? Pretty much everyone. It's only a group of left cats together with Pope Splainers that pretend to love fiducia supplicants. But these Africans, who should not be considered one of the fringe groups, because it's like every African in Africa, they, well, for them, direct quote from Francis, homo sapienism, wink, is something ugly from a cultural point of view. They do not tolerate it. Wait, what? What? Um, I don't get it. Well, I, I don't get it. So we're setting aside African Catholics who are known for their fidelity to the teachings of the faith. We're going to set them aside because for them, um, murder's wrong. Well, yeah, that's very that's a very mainstream position. That's a very doctrinally concomitant thing to say because murder is wrong in the Roman Catholic faith. But Francis says, well, no, for them, they're, they're, they're fringe, but they're a large fringe group, and I, I'm dealing with them as such, because for them, homo sapienism is something ugly. They don't tolerate it. Well, well, no Christian tolerates it. It is, for a Christian, something ugly. However, he added, I trust that Gradually, everyone will be reassured about the spirit of the declaration, fiducia supplicants, which aims to include, not divide. It invites us to welcome and then entrust people into trust in God. Now, that's much more typical Francis speak. You're used to this kind of hokum. Well, I aim to include, not divide. Th those are usually transitive verbs, Pope Francis. Include who? Oh, oh, homo sapiens. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, we should include them, but except we shouldn't do so by embracing their sin, which you've done. He, he loves using transitive verbs intransitively. I aim to include. Include whom? We need a direct object there. He's letting your imagination fill in the gaps. It, the fiducia supplicants, invites us to welcome. Welcome whom? Also a transitive verb. Where is the direct object? It invites us to welcome and then entrust. Oh, people. That's who. There is a direct object there. And to trust in God. That's what we're used to from Francis. But the big marquee statement that he made is this idea that for them, 
for Africans, murder is wrong. That's why we have to kind of set them aside and deal with them with kit gloves. Walk on eggshells around them. For them, um, rape, murder, robbery is wrong. They're, that's weird. For most Christians, fiducia supplicants is a good thing because for most Christians, homo sapienism is not something ugly. I'm, I'm just reasoning from, um, by, by dint of what, what he said about the Africans here. It's not something ugly, evidently, for most Christians, Francis thinks. Why? Well, I, I beg to differ. I beg to differ big time. For, for most Christians, they do tolerate it. Well, that's actually true, but that's because they're not good Christians. That's because they don't listen to the gospel. That's because they have a false gospel. That's because there's a low-key, unstated apostasy in both the clergy and the laity. That's because Christianity has been disregarded by Christians. Roman Catholicism has been disregarded by many Roman Catholics. We'll talk about a few other statements he made today and what they mean. But back to the positive for a second. I mean, this is just very blackpilling stuff to have a pope talking this way all the time. What is good in the world? Well, there's a very hip party that you're invited to, parish orphans and retrogrades. And that party is the 50K subs rules for retrogrades party. What do you, what do you say, Steph? It's going to be dope. We're going to have guests out the wazoo, which is a good thing to have guests out the wazoo rather than in the wazoo. Uh, we're going to, we're just going to, we're going to make two ginormous announcements. What, what do you say, Steph? I, I feel like a, I feel, I feel corny pumping it up myself because I'm not a hype man. I never, I never self-brand. Yeah, I think for us, it's been a great, a great thing because Tim's always said that he wanted to grow organically and, and, and just true growth, no like buying subs or anything like that. So for us, the 50K show is going to be a great deal. Uh, we're going to try to roll out some new features, a call-in feature. We're going to have some people that you know very well. Hopefully they can call into the show. I think, Tim, you have, what, like two humongous announcements that uh, will be unveiled during the show. So that'll be super fun. We just wanted to make it super fun and just a real celebration for the organic growth that we've seen for your channel the last, gosh, was it three years now? Uh, four. I mean, four. people, look, can you can you help me to just for half a minute? People do subscribe because we're, we're, we're like 200 away now. Can you help me to articulate that when I was coming off of being basically my only channel, I had a channel, but I, I, I didn't use it, was, was Taylor Marshall's channel. And I was like, look, I want to do things really, really differently, right? Like, no, no disrespect, but I want to do things really differently than all of the Catholic creators I see out there. Basically, all the conser almost all the conservatives, there are a few people whose channel is run in a way that I, I like. I like the way Jay Dyer runs his channel, whether whether or not we agree, disagree on theology, obviously we disagree. I like the I like he, he does what he wants to do. He says what he believes. His audience is there not because he's a captive creator and he's like, well I have to say this because my audience expects me to. He says what he wants and they're there because they follow it. So the 
it's not the cart before the horse with Jay. And then also a mutual friend of mine and Jay, who's a, a Catholic, is quite frankly, I like the way he runs his channel. He says what he wants to say. He covers content he wants to cover. I know the Catholic YouTube space very, very well. I know how everyone operates their channel. All of us, or almost all of us, talk about it behind the scenes. And I, <laughs> it's true. And, and I'm just like, I, no offense, guys, I don't like the captive creator thing. A captive creator is someone that is like a captive audience, but in reverse. Someone that has to do nothing but Pope Francis shows for six months has to do nothing but SSPX shows for six months or has to do whatever it was. Keep the same talking points. Why? Because you're expected to. I'll do a a slightly more frequent Pope Francis shows than I want because I know the news requires it. But I'm like, I want to be able to say, screw it. I'm not doing a Francis show for for two months. (laughs) And I've done that. You know? It's true. It's funny. Uh, you'll we'll get these emails from people. I'm a lawyer viewer, and I I don't appreciate X, Y, or Z. And our typical response to that always is like, "Hey, thanks for sticking with us as long as you did. If Tim's no longer the creator for you, then that's fine. You know, best of luck. Hope you find somebody you enjoy. The the, the trick with doing all of this is really just being fully honest with what you think, even if it does make people upset. And so, you know, it's it's easy to, once you reach a certain amount of subscribers, to kind of keep that rolling and keep, you know, understanding the metrics and what people want to hear and what they, they really respond to to keep that, you know, train going fast. But, you know, if you're doing things, I think the way we've always preferred to do this, I remember we had this conversation where you were like, yeah, I don't want to do this if I can't be just fully honest with people, even sometimes upsetting my own base like it's not worth my time to do so you know for us fifty thousand subscribers is a just huge deal if you are somebody who watches the the program often and want to help out the channel that is the best way to help us right now is just hit that subscribe star or subscribe button and and uh we'll keep also also hit the subscribe star i want to (laughs) i want to give to the channel 10 or 20 bucks a month subscribe star and locals that is the way you do it um, it, along with subscribing and liking the videos and commenting and interacting because no cap, no cope. This channel has been, I'm like, look, I want to grow slow and stable. Of course I want a big channel. People will be like, what your channel's so much smaller than your name. A lot of people that are really good at marketing, their channel's bigger than their name. I don't care. I mean, a very, very small part of me cares. 50,000 good for us and we're happy with it other channels might be like well that's obvious that's half of the goal that's half of the youtube goal i don't care i'm really proud of it because people that come here 99 of you know what you're gonna get you know that if you're like hey i don't like this i'll i'll hear you out but i'm like that's cool if it's too big a deal for you to hear me say x y q c l m then like you have to go find content creators that inspire you. Like MJ says in the last dance, if I'm not the guy to inspire you, then, then best of luck ta with my best blessings to go find someone else. But a lot of people are like, look, you're, you're it for us. We are retro. We're a retrograde household and we have loyal followers. And it's always because I said, no, 
I will not be a captive creator. I will strive even against fast metrics in order to ensure not being a captive creator. That's why the 50K celebration is such a, such a celebration for 2020, guys. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's, we're really excited. And the two big announcements that we're bringing to the table are big. They're genuinely big announcements. I don't, again, I don't, I don't run these publicity stunts. Like, you know, some, some channels are kind of notorious for their publicity stunts. That's concomitant with the, with the worldview we're talking about. Grow at all costs. I'm not a grow at all costs guy. I'm, I'm just not. So it's a big deal, and we're really excited, and we're going to have a bunch of calling guests. You will, a bunch of big ones, a bunch of good Catholic, you know, people like, you know, Anthony, people like, I don't know, Michael Knowles, people like my friend, quite frankly. Maybe I can get Jay Dyer to call. Just say what's up, um, just because I like when that happens. And then the biggest thing for you guys, aside from the two big announcements, is we have a call-in number. Do we have that number yet, Steph? I'm working on that right now. I think what we're going to do is we're going to release the call-in number to the people who specifically support you on Subscribe Star and Locals. Uh, I am still trying to figure out the software. It's going fine. It just I don't want to have the 50K show and then have all these great guests lined up to, to call in and radio silence. So I am a complete ignoramus when it comes to all this tech stuff. So anything that you're noticing new with the podcast, I am learning and doing my very best. So uh, bear with us. It only took us, what, three years to get the audio um, worked out. Just three. <laughs> just, just three. Just three quick years for that to get worked out. So thank you for bearing with me, particularly during this time. But yeah, okay. So well, I hope to release, if you're a subscribe star or locals uh, supporter, I hope to give you that number to call in, um, gosh, in the next week or so. I'm still... <laughs> practicing all my my tech stuff here yeah because the show there's like everything with this channel that we're live when we're live <laughs> you know some of my dubious distinctions that that come as times that i estimate the show will be sometimes it's an hour two hours three hours later same thing with this 50k show we're not like planning it for like okay it's got to be thursday or friday and we'll just we'll do it a little before a little after 50k it will be the first show that we do after we hit our 50,000 subscriber. And it's going to be really, it's, it's cool. There's, there's um, uh, a rawness to this program that we hope you find charming. And um, it's based on the fact that we keep it real. When we call it a 50,000 subscriber show, it will be the first show done as soon as we can do it after we hit 50,000 subscribers. It's that simple. So do hit the subscribe button do hit the like button and please do support us even if it's five bucks a month only 10 20 on locals and subscribe star if you want to if you want to support me in a in a way just the man if you want to donate go to timothyjgordon.com okay so it's going to be a big deal it's going to be a really big deal the other thing is make sure to, if you're interested in being there in Fatima at Marian Apparition site in Portugal, then you should go with Patrick Coffin and his crew, which includes Bishop Strickland, this summer, this May, on May 13th, Fatima Day. It's going to be dope. 
And the cool thing is he's spending a fraction of a week in Portugal. He's spending a fraction, the better part of a week in Spain and the better part, a little over a week in France. And it's going to be an amazing time. You can go for all of them or you can go for one of them or you can go for two of them. So I heavily recommend going to Patrick Coffin. Uh, let, let me get you the exact. Let me look at the the site here. So five days in Portugal. Call 760-409-3766 or go to patrickcoffin.media backslash pilgrimage. The Portugal portion will be from May 11th to May 15th. He'll be with Joseph Strickland. So you will be there for the 107th anniversary of the Fatima apparition of Our Lady. Nine days in France from May 15th to May 23rd. That's the next portion. Nine days. Again, same number, 760-409-3766. Or same site. Go to patrickcoffin.media backslash pilgrimage. Reasonably priced trip, group group trip. And then the Spain portion closes it out from May the 23rd to May the 26th. Four final days. Call that same number. Go to that same website. It's it's patrickcoffin.media backslash pilgrimage. Mention my name, Timothy Gordon, and you will get a hot deal. So it's really, really a great opportunity. Tell the agent Tim sent you or Timothy or or some who try to be detractors online, Timmy sent you. Um, she will ask how the pilgrim in question, that is you, prospectively, heard of it. Um, so Tim, Tim is how you heard of it. Me is how you heard of it. Okay, also, get yourself out of blue state, get to a red state today, go to realestateforlife.org. Now, now, back to Pope Francis saying, I, I, here's the most important takeaway of, of the, the, new, the newest Francis characterization upon characterization upon characterization of his own document, Fiducia Supplicants. He says that it's really only small, fractal, demographic, extreme portions of the church who reject it. That's interesting, isn't it? It's only small portions of the church who reject it. People immediately said, well, what do you mean? What, like the, this continent, the, the, the continent that, we're, that is part of the expansive world, the expanding world, the third world, Africa, who you're always lauding as being so Catholic. They're trying to boost their infrastructure, cleanliness of their drinking water, but they're... they're being lauded by Catholics and have been so for decades. It's the politically correct thing to do. Oh, Africa, they're so faithful. It's actually a politically correct truism that's true for once. They are faithful. But Francis doesn't like the Africans. Francis, from the onset of this pontificate, I would remind you, has been opposed by the Africans. It was one year into his pontificate at the extraordinary October Synod in 2014 that there's an article, many articles to this effect, which was titled, The Africans May Well Save the Church, because Cardinal Sarah and others stood up at the October 2014 Extraordinary Family Synod, and they said, 
This isn't a synod on the family. This is the synod on how to break the family, how to enable Catholics to get divorces and enable those divorced Catholics to go get the communion, confession. No, we say. The Africans also said no to the Relatio, the midterm report. And um, that midterm report said we need to focus on, this is more relevant for fiducia supplicants, the positive dimensions of homo sapien relationships. Direct quote. Uh, what? All the Africans rebelled. It created world press. They took the line out for the final document. Relatio was halfway through the synod. The final document took the language out. And Francis was reportedly angry. His buddies were reportedly angry. Cardinal Casper, the brain trust of the first, at least the first half of this pontificate, was upset. And he said, these, these Africans, they don't, he said something very similar, but less politically correct to what Francis just said yesterday. They don't really understand. They're not really relevant to the church. They're, they don't get it. They have a backwards approach to homo sapienism. No, no, Cardinal Casper, it's front ways. But remember that, hold it at the front of your brain. 2014, Cardinal Casper mad that the Africans hold the line on this most egregious sin of homo sapienism. 2024, 10 years later, Pope Francis, the boss, El Jefe, saying basically the same more or less racist thing. We, we don't typically freak out about racism on this channel so i don't i don't use the boomer term like that's racist but it is whether you you know irrespective of how you feel about it it is pretty genuinely lame to say oh the africans aren't cool because they hold the line on sexual teaching no i think that's the coolest thing about the africans i love cardinal sarah for his willingness to hold the line which has waxed and waned over the last 10 years sarah has cardinal sarah Started out really strong, then I think maybe to regain favor, he chilled for a while and said some nice things about Pope Francis that were maybe a bit of a stretch, and then, you know, he came back strong, and he's been kind of kind of went through that sinusoid roller coaster several times throughout the last 10 years. But hold that at the front of your brain. 2014, the Africans hold the line on the positive, affirmative aspect of the good good aspects of homo sapien relationships, 2014, that language is mirrored closely, almost identically in that famous, uh, what is it, paragraph 37, 31, 41 in Fiducia. Um, someone remind me, it's one of those. The, I, I said, oh, look, hello, hi there, look who's back. It's the language of the affirmative aspects, the stable aspects of homo sapien relationships. That vanished like a David Copperfield trick from the Relatio in 2014. And 10 years later, on its not quite its anniversary, it's back in Fiducia Supplicants. And now Francis is kind of like the vanishing trick of Cardinal Casper decrying the Africans. He took that away. He said, oh, this is so embarrassing. They had a, a hot mic. It was a hot mic. He said, oh, the Africans don't really know what's going on in the church. That's, he said something just like that. And he was embarrassed later, and it was a, a great embarrassment. And the media played it down, but the right-wing media still picked it up. 
Francis is saying something almost as bad when he looks and he says, well, look, there are these fringe groups. They're the only ones that don't love fiducia supplicants. And you respond as you read it in your mind. No, Holy Father, it's everyone. It's everyone aside from two groups. I don't mean in the church, not just two groups in the church, two groups in the whole world. Liberals, like lefties, which includes left cats, that's one group. Well, they love homo sapienism. They love the fact that it's, if you tell people homo sapienism is okay, you're paving the wide path to hell. They love that. That's the goal of a lefty, is to get as many people to hell. They've been tasked with this on behalf of the demons. They love that. And then you have the very, very confused Catholics who are not lefties, who are Pope-splainers. Cope-splainers could be their other moniker. It's just Cope, and they, a lot of them are new Catholics. They don't really know what's up. They, but they, they know that it's good, generally speaking, to defend the pontificate. They're sincere. A lot of them are good people, unlike left cats. They're just, a lot of them have been in the church under two years. They don't even know about the October Synod of 2014. They don't even know about the October Synod of 2015. They don't even know what Cardinal Daniels admitted to about the Mafia Club, the Sankt Gallen Mafia. They don't even know about Julia Maloney's excellent research and articles on the Sankt Gallen Mafia. They don't know any of this. They don't even know what came out in the Summer of Shame in 2018, a lot of them, that Pope Francis lied and covered for and then reactivated Cardinal McCarrick, basically enabling him and lying for him afterwards to go and uh, be bother more young seminarians after he'd be bothered young boys like James Grind and, and lied about it afterwards. And Cardinal Vigano called him out and Cardinal Vigano produced the receipts. They don't know this. Very few of the Pope's planners know it. Most of them are young converts or reverts that came in within the last 18 months and don't know. Now, there are those Pope's planners who I don't think have good faith, who know about this stuff and were themselves bothered about it at the time, and then, then they just explain it away because, I don't know, it's, it's most profitable for them. But I think most, most Pope's planner, Pope's planners are just truly ignorant. And good, good people. But these are the only two people in the entire world, on the entire globe, that are like, yeah, what Francis is doing is good. Centrists are like, you, you got a out-of-control pope, right? Isn't that what's going on? I mean, I have neighbors that are kind of center political, you know, Protestant guys. The center, right? They're like, oh, your pope's kind of crazy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It's a whole thing, man. I don't want to get into it. I don't even like talking about it on YouTube, much less to neighbors and stuff, but yes. And then anybody on the secular right has basically the right conclusion. Oh, doesn't your Pope kind of love communists and pretty much hate faithful Catholics? Doesn't he call them like shit eaters and stuff? Like, yeah, yeah, you heard that? Yeah, coprophagiacs is what he calls faithful Catholics. Well, doesn't he say that that um, young people, young married people who go to the Latin Mass have psychological problems? Yeah, he says that. If you love tradition, you have a psychological problem. He said that. He said that multiple times. Wasn't your Pope like, doesn't he have like a really torrid personal history? And, and he hasn't been back to, to his native Argentina ever in this pontificate? Yeah, yeah. It's a real story. Wasn't he like a nightclub bouncer? And there's rumors about what kinds of nightclub. Yeah, 
It's hard to find. But he was a nightclub bouncer. Doesn't he sometimes also call people coprophiliacs, which means if you if you criticize him, you like making love to shit? Yeah, yeah, that's real too. He said that two or three times. Hasn't your pope said that he thinks there needs to be global legislation enabling homo sapien civil unions? Yeah, he said that in a documentary in February of and, and March of 2020. But Francesco, he came out and he said that. We need a law. He meant he was talking to the global stage that is for homo sapien civil unions. Well, now that's just this private, that's just this private opinion, though. Yeah, no, that is. That's not a Catholic private opinion to hold. It's not a teaching. But he recently made a teaching on the corpus of private opinions that is very concomitant with it, that is consonant with it. The one you would expect someone that has that personal belief to have. Oh, what's that? That even though, um, you know, prelates, priests, and bishops can't bless, they cannot bless the civil unions of these SS couples. They can bless these couples if the situation is left sufficiently vague as to whether or not it's a civil union. In other words, if a couple just goes up there, Maybe they've been recently uh, married at civil law in a civil union. Okay, as long as it's sufficiently vague and they're not look, looking like they're in marital clothes, they could have been married at civil law yesterday, they can go get blessings together. And there, um, this was another, let me read for you. Let me read for you. So um, Pope Francis has gone through several iterations since Fiducia came out about a month ago of saying, no, you guys are getting it wrong. You're crazy. And he can never say you're getting it wrong. You're crazy with um, he always uses these Mott and Bailey claims. A Mott and Bailey claim is where there's the Mott is a, an obvious, easily defensible claim that if you transmogrify, you can make it into a Bailey claim, a not easily defensible, much bolder, non-obvious claim that not everyone will agree with, but it sounds kind of like it. All cults use it. I've been debating the Red Pill guys lately. They use the Mott and Bailey claim. Uh, dictators have always used it, and the dictator Pope, Francis, is no different. He uses Mott and Bailey claims, which, uh, you know, he could say something really obvious, like, look, look, Fiducia supplicants did nothing. This is the Mott. The Mott's like the stronghold in a castle. It's a strong, easy thing to say. Look, we can bless any sinners we want. That's not blessing the sin. Duh, totally. That's easy. The Bailey claim, though, is when he goes, now, we do have to make a change to the 2,000-year-old teaching on blessings. We have to change it here with Viduccia supplicants. We want to bless these two particular sinners together at the same time, which we've never done. That change needs to happen. Oh, and then everyone goes, oh, you're blessing the couple? And he goes, yes, we're blessing the couple together, but we're still just blessing the individuals, but insieme, together. No, no, that's, that's, a, that's a Bailey. That's indefensible. You know how I know so? Because in February of 2021, Francis's CDF at the time, Cardinal Ladaria, said, 
in a CDF document. No, that exact situation, that exact constellation of facts cannot go toward a blessing in some. You cannot have any blessings in CME together of a couple. Can't do it. It can't ever be done. It's there's there's some primary reasons, ontological reasons. There are some secondary reasons, which are reasons of appearance, scandal. Um, both primarily and secondarily, you can never bless an irregular situation couple, which means both homo sapien couples or uh, um, adulterers, you know, horny middle-aged guys with their, with their new bride or horny middle-aged gals with their new, their new at-law husband. You can't ever uh, do blessings for these kinds of people. It doesn't matter whether or not you come up with different categories. If we're talking about the genus of irregular couple, which includes mainly these two groups, you can't do the blessing together. And guess what happened to Cardinal Ladaria after he said that? Um, one, Heiner Wilmer, the leader of the German Synodal Way, did a mass blessing at over 80 like provinces in Germany, maybe it was 800, 800 churches in Germany where they all blessed homo sapien couples just to do this, just to do this to his boss, the doctrinal chief, Cardinal Ladaria. That was in October and November of 21. Guess what Francis followed up by doing after this German Synodal Way rebel who should be kicked out of the church did this to Cardinal Ladaria, who said, no blessings. Francis said, Cardinal Ladaria, you're out. The very next month, you're out, you're fired. And later that month, guess who he said was going to have his job? Oh, German Synodal Way leader, Heiner Wilmer. So he signaled to those with eyes to see, the master-slave dialectic. It's a Hegelian dialectic. I'm on the side of the slave. I'm on the side of the outlaw. I'm on the side of the rebel. I'm giving the rebel your job as he basically cuts your throat, former doctrinal number two. And he said, I'm going to give Heiner Wilmer your job. He didn't end up doing it because of some mystery intervention staged by um, Cardinal Pell was still alive at that time, Cardinal Mueller. For some reason, Francis listened but he gave us the next most radical pro-homo sapien prelate in the church, Cardinal Fernandez, who's written all of his controversial documents as a ghostwriter. This is Tucho, who has the book of prawn, pornography. He has the book of prawn, that, including a scene of child prawn. Uh, I thought he would be removed. I, I, Francis's shamelessness knows no limits. There's a scene of child prawn. Not just child prawn, but a, a scene in Tucho, the, the new CDF, incoming CDF replacement for Cardinal Ladaria. In his book, there's a scene, literally, of lovemaking between our Lord and a child with the Virgin Mary looking on, blessing it. That's all that needs to be said. And Cardinal Tucho had had made jokes before about his Heal Me With Your Mouth book about making out, which did surface a year ago. He joked to Francis, he's like, wait till they get a load of my other books. Well, obviously, this one 
the child prawn book that he wrote, fictional prawn, is one of those ones he was referring to. Because yes, it is worse than his makeout book. Who wants to listen to makeout books? Who wants to read them from their priest or the number two in the church? This church has, I mean, not this church. It's Francis's magisterium has obviously jumped the shark. It's clown world. It's clown church. And um, so now that Francis is seeking to recharacterize and recapitulate and rebrand fiducia supplicants, he will not just leave it behind. He'll still say, he'll say, hey, look, this was a blessing of individuals together. What are individuals together called? A couple. Guess what? The magisterium ruled in magisterial documents. There can never be individuals blessed together. And Francis, uh, less than three years later, fired that CDF and reversed teaching. Well, the whole point of being Catholic is that teaching is not supposed to be reversible. It's supposed to be simple. It's supposed to be simple, and it's, it's not. Nothing simple in the church at this point. So that's the Fiducia Supplicants update. He, he did one more reiteration um, in his treatment, Francis did, of Fiducia Supplicants, where he said he, he took one more pass at this. He will not just say, no, this is wrong. You're not allowed to do blessings of SS couples. You can't. You can't do it. You, you misunderstood me. He'll always say, look, you misunderstood me. And then you're like, yes, yes, tell, tell us how we misunderstood you. And then he'll say, you, they can only do blessings of individuals together. If a pri- It's this simple. If a priest is allowed to do a blessing of individuals together, then that is a blessing of the couple. And it was outlawed, whether or not you... It's like arguing how many angels are dancing on the head of a pin. Well, is it 9,999 or 10,000? We can't see that. We don't see like, you know, force lightning come out of the priest's blessing hands and, you know, shoot out and hit both of the, you know, homo sapiens at the same time. That's not how blessings work. How the teaching on blessings worked from 2021, Cardinal Ladaria was, you're not allowed to perform a blessing to a couple in an irregular situation at the same time. These two dudes, like Adam and Steve, can come for a blessing. They can even carpool there. They can get the blessing even while they live shacked up in an irregular, mortally sinful situation. They just have to go in a line separately, like like a confession line. That's what the teaching has always been. That's what it is. Francis specifically knocked that down. So the people that talk about it, like we can see the metaphysical force lightning blessing coming out of the fingers of the priest, they're, they're stupid. And this is what the Pope Splainer Cope Splainers have been doing. They talk about it like, no, 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 I know who's blessed at once. It's the couple. It's the sinner, not the sin. I don't know what you're talking about, man. The point is the priest is not allowed to proceed to perform that procedure according to the magisterium of the Roman Catholic Church, unless they're like one at a time. Two at a time is not licit. Were you going to say something, Seth? Yeah, I think people with good sense when we're talking about the blessing together, why even say together if that's not a major 
part of what they're trying to do, right? So right. all these people arguing about individual as a couple, they're making great pains to say that the, these two people can come together. So <laughs> if we're only talking about individuals in this instance, then why even include that sort of language in the document or give that sort of instruction that it can be done together? It, it absolutely contradicts what they claim they're trying to do here by even including that language. It's so obvious. Right. And wait, hold on. I want to, I want to run this back. I want to iterate with you now. Um, why would Francis, if he's making no change, why would he say, no, this is a development. And why did Tucho say after the day after the document came out, it is a development. It is a reversing development of the teaching from 2021. Unless, and like you say, together is the battleground. You can do it separately. You've been able to do it for as priests for 2,000 years. Why do they need to self-consciously, explicitly reverse the teaching unless that reversal is meaningful? Right, yeah. I don't, I think for most of us, we read things and we are just as native English speakers, we understand how that works, the word together. I often wonder when I see some of the younger Catholics talk about this, it's almost as if they've never just been experienced a lie in their life. Like I, I'm 41 years old. I understand how this works. People can say, Hey, I'm not doing X, Y, or Z and then go off and do it. And then when you say, Hey, you did it. People still could say, even the Pope could still say, no, I didn't do that. Like that's called a lie. <laughs> we all, when you're bringing specific language into a document and you're releasing it to the world and an entire continent is responding a certain way, it's very clear, I think, to most of us with a couple of brain cells to rub together what's going on and what the change was. And like I said, the very word together is the battleground. That is the battleground. There's no need for two people to be sitting, standing next to each other as a couple together, if you are allowed to do something individually, like confession is individual, right? If we come in and we just say, yeah, go to confession together as a couple, but you're sitting right next to each other and you're getting a joint absolution, that that it, it's obvious. It just should be very obvious to people how But what this I'm works. saying is what, what happened, this is why, why I brought up the force lightning, mm-hmm. Steph. It doesn't matter what's happening with this, the invisible force lightning. Who's being, are your sins being um, um, nullified by the priest together? No, I don't care whether or not the priest is even performing the metaphysical sacramental action of blessing or absolving at the same time. Right. What I care about is procedurally, there it was a reversal. Right. If, 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 if confession, confession's a good analogy. Mm-hmm. The analogate in the analogy works like this. If if all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you can go to confession with your wife and sit in there. And then peop- that's a revert, that's a clear reversal of the policy. You're right. not allowed to have a single other soul in the confessional. Why are you reversing this policy? Um, I, I think it's nefarious, but whether it's nefarious or not, it's a reversal and it's an illicit reversal. You're not allowed to reverse the form of the sacrament. That's part of the form, the unicity, the singularity. Then, then if they're like, well, let's argue about, but but you're still being forgiven 
individually, even if your wife's sitting there, I don't care, dude. And I also don't know. That's right. ultra virus. I don't know where the forgiveness is happening, where the, the invisible lightning is going. All I'm saying is we there's something we can agree about here. Francis, in that case, would have reversed the procedural, the doctrinal discipline of confession, just as he reversed the procedural, that is to say, doctrinal disciplinary teaching on blessings. That's a fact. That That's where you have to call your, your, your friends, whether they're left cats who are bullshitting you or just confused, you know, new converts or reverts to the church that don't, that have never been lied to and don't know what a lie feels like. That's where you just have to stop them. I'm just talking about the procedure. Or just accepting that in the history of the Catholic Church, we've had plenty of bad popes, and this just happens to be one of them, and not be ignorant of history and look like you have a chromosome issue by yeah. not being able to just see what's going on with yeah. these documents. There's no, like you said, there's no reason to release a document and say, oh, there's nothing, nothing has changed. Uh, there will be no further questions. <laughs> obviously yeah. something has changed yeah yeah nothing's changed there's no further questions things have changed I, I i like how you always put it have these people never been lied to i'm not even talking about outright lie have these people never been hoodwinked with the mott and bailey claim i i know you guys might not know this term but it is it's um it's a fallacious way that cults demagogues and tyrants despots typically work but it's how cults work the, the the big obvious defensible claim which can be easily transmogrified after ratification you get everyone's approval on it then you go okay so this is really what we have here into a bailey claim that's much less defensible and that for whatever reason the hoi ploys too dumb to understand what's going on um he, you know, you, you, you shift, it's, it's a shell game. You shift out the, the Mott for the Bailey and you're like, okay, well, you ratified this. Liberals use it in, in opposite. They'll start out with the, the less defensible claim. You chase them back to the Mott, to their, their stronghold, their castle. And they'll be like, look, this is all I was saying. Don't jump on my case. Francis uses really the Bailey and Mott. He says something defensible first, then gets the ratification of all the Pope's planners and then he says, okay, so this is what it is. And then he goes back and forth between Mott and Bailey. I hope I hope that's a clear enough explanation. Yeah, like you said, that. it's like somebody punching you in the face and they're like, I didn't just hit you in the face. What are you talking about? It's like, have people just not been gaslit before? Has this, it's, and it's so funny to me to watch people fall for this and not even see what's happening to them. Like, are they're doing some they're doing x and telling you they're not doing x and people are like oh they're not doing x because they said they're not doing it <laughs> immediately all the people who are going to abuse this practice of of the joint blessings immediately sprung to action it's like what we were talking about with the um the vac the maxine right how is it that everybody all of the forces were in movement immediately because this had been the plan all along we didn't know about it right so the troops were mobilized you know social media companies all of these things were ready to roll out this new thing it was immediate that this document was released and what happened what happened exactly what they thought was going to happen happened we had all of this 
depravity happening in churches like photographic evidence and all these people are like well they're just taking advantage of something like no how about just the more reasonable view that they knew that this was going to happen that this is a change and that they were notified they were because notified. james martin that naughty pet thing he goes and visits with francis all the time he was just there at the october synod he was mm -hmm. a special representative what happens francis says be ready I'm coming up with fiducia in whatever, late November, early December. Be ready to do all your blessings to your little fantastic friends. That's what happened. That's how it was. And the Pope's planners are just Pope's planners. Every time Pope Francis deals with James Martin S.J., he's just saying, look, be ready. I'm sick. I'm sending you this, this setup. I'm going to give you the dime. You finish the bunny. I'm giving you the layup, man. You just lay the ball in. That's your role in this revolution. That's what happened. How do I know? Because I'm not a moron. Because I wasn't born yesterday. That's how people will ask me, how, how, do you, how are you calling these things right? I'm like, some of them are more impressive than others. Most of them are rather unimpressive. Because I've been lied to before. Because I know I used to play in a band. Nightclub owners would try to hoodwink us. Yeah, get your money at 3, and you go 3 a.m. after you play a late-night show, and then you go there, oh, you're going to have to get it tomorrow. You're, no, you're, you're paying us now. I know what you're doing. They've never been hoodwinked before, and a lot of them are just young people in their 20s. They grew up. You have to understand culturally, a lot of these are faithful, good people. They grew up on the Internet, so they didn't have experiences like us. Right. <laughs> didn't run around, scrape their knees. You know, get get into trouble, get in street fights, go go the live life. lack of rebellion. Life. It's funny. It's, it's a like, lack of rebellion too. Yeah. I always joke about this with Tim. It's like the kids of the '80s. Like we were outside during the day. Like our parents just like locked us outside. There was like a natural inbuilt like like rebellion. I mean, for better or for worse, however you want to say that, and distrust and like skepticism. It's interesting to me, this new generation, it, it's funny. It is funny to me to watch. Like, they don't have that. They no. don't have the skepticism and the kind of, uh, like, natural rebelliousness. And obviously, there's a there's a time and a place for that. And I know people would argue about that within the Catholic Church. But it also makes me wonder, like, if any of these these young guys who are out there just with their heads in the sand it's it's actually kind of effeminate it's sad to see but if they're have their head in the sands on this pope i i often wonder like how would they handle let's say a pope we all agree on was a bad pope if you were alive during his time would these be the same people who would be out there you know telling all the rest of us to close our eyes and shut our ears it's it's just funny i i just i find it to be a, an interesting thing with the some of the younger Catholics, they, it's, it's, it seems like they don't, they've never been lied to before. I find lies. it to be upsetting. I, I find yeah. it to be upsetting because it's like, okay, they're the, the left cats or the knowing Pope splainers. You know what they're doing. It's just a grift. But with yeah. the ones that are legitimately hoodwinked because a lot of times they're younger, haven't lived life IRL much. They're, they literally are victims of this grift where they're like, no, you can, the Pope can never be wrong. Like, that's, that's just not the teaching. That's not Roman Catholicism. No. Like yeah. there, there were cat, Catholic apologetics in the 90s and early 2000s when a lot of these kids weren't born yet were like, um, we'd tell Protestants, 
And I was barely in the church then, but you do listen to Catholics telling Protestants, we do not worship the Pope. Right. Man. We're still like, telling Protestants he, and Catholic. We're telling it's so funny to be in that position where we're telling Protestants we don't worship the Pope. He's not infallible on everything he does. And now we're in the position where we're having to tell and again, I applaud some of these younger male Catholics because they're right on a lot of other issues. But with the Pope, it's like I have, we're having to actually tell Protestants and young male Catholics the same thing. And when you're in that, that position— we don't worship the Pope. Right. When you're in a position as a young male Catholic that you're having to be schooled along with Protestants, stop. Reevaluate yourself. <laughs> Rethink your life. We do not worship the Pope. It's not the same thing. If Jesus himself— ever said anything that sounded like yes and no at the same time, then you would take pause and you'd be like, I need to rethink what I'm saying. It sounds like he's saying yes and no at the same time. We're not a voluntarist faith. That's Islam. Yes and no can never be said at the same time. So I really need to address what he's saying. But guess what? Jesus specifically promised us, parish orphans and retrogrades, that he would never say yes and no at the same time. That yes and no, ostensibly being said at the same time, always comes from whom? The devil, let your yes mean yes, your no mean no. Moral theology is very easy, Jesus is saying. It should never sound like a priest, prelate, magisterial officer, member of the Vatican, pope, number two in the church, cardinal secretary of state, is saying yes and no at the same time. Pope Francis, for 11 years now, in February, it'll be 11 years, March, I guess, has sounded with every momentous statement he's made like he's saying yes and no at the same time jesus said if someone ever comes along that sounds like they're saying yes and no even once they're preaching the anti-gospel if they sound like they're saying yes and no even once that's from the devil what i don't understand about these hoodwinked catholics is i i, I have nothing but love for you guys yes and no cannot be said at the same time, in the same way. Jesus never did it. None of his teachings are complex. His, Jesus' teachings were simple. All a pope and all of his, um, those who subserve him, meaning the Vatican, which we didn't even have Vatican curial officials for the first millennium of the church, but all the bishops around the world and all the priests and all the deacons they all have to subserve Jesus's clarity. And if there's a Pope that even once sounded like he's saying yes and no at the same time, he got anathematized later. Remember, like the cadaver synod? Can you imagine what's going to happen to Francis, the pontificate of Francis, after his pontificate ends? I'm only imagining now, but it's, I can reason by proportion. It's much, much worse than what happened at the cadaver synod because that was over a single vagary a norious single vagary um all the famous bad medici popes a lot of them didn't even have a vagary of teaching do you understand do you see how this works francis it has been every single teaching Every single one. You guys, none of you guys probably even know what happened two months before Morse Letizia came out. In February of 2016, two months before April 2016, with the publication date of Amoris Letizia, Pope Francis said condoms can be used. He said condoms can be used in the case of the Zika virus. And he cited 
a, a non-apposite example of nuns who in the Congo were, were um, teaching like the Congolese rebels who would sometimes rape them, and they were allowed to use um, condoms in a way that I'm, this is what I do. I'm a moral philosopher. That is not illicit. That's never been illicit for someone to like attach a condom in the case that they might get raped because they're not trying to have sex. The formal act and the teleology are still licit in that defensive act. Francis literally said February 16th, 17th of, I can't believe it's so far in the past now, 2016. He said, you can use con, a married couple in South America can choose to have sex using condoms but for fear of Zika virus and microcephaly, they, they could just have sex rather than abstain at that time or use NFP in a non-fertile time of the month. They can, use, they can use contraception, which you can never plan to have sex and use. The Congolese nuns never did that. They weren't planning to have sex. And the next day, when all the Pope's planners at the time in the 2016 landscape were out there saying he... He meant NFP. In the middle of a, a Pope's planning session, Chris Albert and Patrick Madrid were talking about it. He meant NFP. The Vatican released a statement through, I think, Monsignor Lombardi. Maybe it was Greg Burke saying Pope Francis meant what he said yesterday, and he specifically meant rubbers, condoms. And I called him in, and I was like, Chris, Mr. Chris Albert, look, dude, I love you. You're embarrassing yourself. Look at this story. And he started going, no, no, no. It's, it's, dude, Tim, it meant NFP. I go, Chris, shut up. Look at this story. It was at a commercial break. I was getting seizure medication for Abby in a CVS near my house in California. And I'm like, I'll, I got to go. I got to go talk to the pharmacist. Look at this story. I just texted it to you or something, something like that. I got him the story somehow. I got to go. Hung up the phone. Waited five minutes, got the seizure medication, went back out to my car, and Chris Albert, and Pat, he'd called Patrick Madrid in the meanwhile, and he was freaked out. He was like, okay, okay. Uh, he's like shuffling papers around. Okay, so so I just I just got a call from Tim Gordon, and I'm looking at the story, and yes, this says specifically that married couples can choose to have sex by way of rubber condoms, and they doubled down on it, and I don't... The Catholic Church is still the church, people. And, and, and he and Patrick Madrid did not know dub TF to say because they had been Pope-splaining. Pope Francis will sell out all of his Pope-splaining smackbackers because he'll always go more extreme. He has a goal. The Sankolan Mafia put him there with a goal. He's going there. I know where he's going. I know where the finish line is because I've read Sankolan Mafia. So... He's always going to turn on his supporters because you're saying, well, he's not going to do the next thing. He will. He's going there. He's doing female deacons with, there's going to be a vagary. It's coming out this year. I told you that. It'll be that he, the, the bishop doesn't touch the female's head all the way or some bullshit. Some bullshit. But it will be female deacons. Then later, a bunch of female deacons will be running our Novus Ordo churches. And you morons 
who are defending it will say, well, they're not allowed to do that. It, it's exactly how the Mott and Bailey Francis pontificate works. Well, it's funny because they're always, I think in the Pope's planner position, they're always in the position of having to move the goalpost, right? We're right. just saying the same thing all along. Like, yep, confusion, derision, chaos, just constant from the pont this pontificate. Just the same thing we've been saying for three years. Every time something comes out, it's, you know, really flowery language intended to confuse and, and cause a mess. And the Pope's planners are constantly moving goalposts, trying to make up down, trying to tell everybody what they're reading and what they're seeing happening in the church. The, effeminis the feminism of the church isn't what we're seeing and that Pope Francis is actually against all of these things. Well, it's, you know, the church has been, is more feminized than ever. And the head of the church, it's his fault. He needs to actively fix this. And he's doing everything in his power, all of the things that he's releasing to actually encourage more women and destruction of our church. So I, I don't know where they're, I guess they get wrapped up in individual articles and individual documents where they're just trying to make up and down. I, I think for our part here, we're looking at things as a whole. I know that in our family, if something's going wrong, you'll look right, you'll just look right at it. It's like, hey, I'm the head of this family and I need to correct this ship. This ship. There are obvious things that need to be done to make the church more masculine and just more in line with Christ's teachings that the Pope is failing to do. Well, in the meantime, let's all just agree to, to agree on this. He's wasting his time with, you know, blessing of whether you want to agree or disagree, whether it's couples or individuals. Like, really, do we need that? Is that really what we need to be putting our focus on right now when we have Susan of the Parish Council destroying our individual parishes and the faith of young men is at an all-time low. Well, he's, he's about to be Deacon Susan from the parish council because he's going forward with that. It's about to be, yes, ever. You, I mean, he already anathematized more or less, soft anathematized anyone who's not, anyone outside Africa who's not willing to do the blessings. So, I, yeah, I get what you're trying to do, Steph. You're trying to find a common ground and say, I don't want to beg the question. I don't want to load up my terms. I just want to say, here's something we should be able to ask even the Pope's plainariest Pope's planners. Why isn't the head of the organization taking culpability for the organization failing? But that doesn't work. That common ground doesn't work because they're saying, no, the organization's thriving. Things are great. And, you know, things are great because um, the Pope deserves not blame blame is for bad things but things are great in the church so credit so these are truly deluded individuals rather than saying like the church is has lost all its moral standing aside from um metaphysical moral standing which can't be stripped from it but like naturally no one outside the roman catholic church looks to pope francis and is invited in the only way through god's good graces that people are becoming catholic and i one of my buddies, Mike Pantile, on the Seamask show, just came back to Mass last Sunday. He did not do so because of Francis. If you ask him, Mike, did you come back because of Pope Francis? He laughs. There are Catholics coming back because it's the one true faith. They come back because of the fullness of the sacraments, the fullness of communion, um, apostolic succession, and the universal jurisdiction of the head bishop of Rome. They all say, I'm coming back in spite of Francis. I've br helped to bring several 
wayward Catholics back. I've converted several Protestants and say over the last 11 years, did Francis have anything to do with this? Yes. To the man, they say, yes, Francis had a neg- He was a negative vector force against this. I, I came back to the church in spite of Francis. I have not talked to a single convert or revert who's come into the church over the last 11 years and said they did it because of Pope Francis. That's the Pope Francis challenge. Talk to converts or reverts who have come in over the last 11 years, say, did you come in because of Pope Francis or in spite of Pope Francis? You are going to get a 100-0 poll result. 100% of the facts will say, I came in despite Pope Francis's best efforts to keep me out. To say that God wills the diversity of religions. To say that Martin Luther is an exemplar of the Christian life. To fix Martin Luther's face on Vatican stamps. He's telling Protestants to stay Protestant. With this worship center, with this uh, uh, accord that he signed, he's literally telling Protestants, uh, uh, I'm sorry, non-Christians, God wills that you stay your diverse non-Christian religion. He's literally saying that. God be with us. Heaven help us. Fiducia Supplicants is, should be the calling card. I, I thought it would be a Morris Letizia in April 2016. There are still people Pope splaining after that. I thought it would be the summer of shame in 2018 where he got caught in lies. There's still people Pope splaining after that. Now I think it's Fiducia Supplicants, and I'm still surprised that there are people Pope splaining after that. How long, O oh Lord, until we are delivered? He will be, at some point, cadaver synod, did, treated uh, in, in some way, I, I think, far worse than the cadaver synod. I don't have special knowledge. I don't have magic, arcane knowledge. All I know is yes has to mean yes, no has to mean no. No Pope's planner can, can answer this. I ask all of them. So when Jesus said that there should never be a Yes and a no offered at the same time because this is intended to confuse the listener and it always comes from the devil. He says that directly. How do you square this with the Francis pontificate? Not one time where a yes was tendered with a no by the Pope. Ceaselessly, a yes is being tendered with a no. Yes, but no, but yes, but no, but yes, but no. Do you think that the fact that Catholics are stymied by this is an accident? No. Parish orphans and retrogrades, let your yes mean yes, your no mean no. This means on fiducia supplicants, you should have absolute clarity. The document is procedurally evil, irrespective of what it purports to do metaphysically. We have clarity. God wills clarity. Deus volt.
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.